0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever. Or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.
1: This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else.
2: Final hour of Ben and Woods here on a Thursday morning. Biggest fan name coming up in 15 minutes. Stay tuned for that. Paulie's round will report headlines ahead. Got a football threesome, which is always nice Ooh. for you ahead in this hour doing okay as well. I don't feel good.
3: Too much skin tag talk?
2: I don't think so. Just... Something wrong with your omelet? Maybe. <laughs> you
3: would be you're sad gonna, if you're gonna, you're going through the managers the give break. Woods food poisoning.
4: I think... Cool.
5: The, the
3: was it intentional Adam, adam I did serve you Adam's i know. nodding out
5: he there He brought it in here i don't i may have to but, go pull trigger
3: put eye drops in his uh omelet yeah
2: that's a bit that works <laughs> yeah. make you sick i I've, i might have to go pull it go ahead and we can uh we can work without you for Guys. a couple of minutes okay he's really doing this we are down 33 percent of ben and woods here <laughs> what you do adam the fan. just like the beginning of our week it's back to the ben and paul show <laughs> yeah. here on 97.3 The he's Fan. Go, he is uh... looking. I mean, Adam's eating the food right now. Doesn't seem to bother him at all. He's yeah. just digging right in. I Do you feel good? Woods okay? is in the bathroom. I, I feel fine. I feel, I mean, I feel good from the mimosas, actually.
3: Yeah, um, I went and got another one. But, uh,
2: you know, Adam seems un unperturbed by Woods's immediate distress that has him he headed to the bathroom here. Like
3: He just kind of sat there in that three-minute commercial break just now and just like... <sighs>
2: Uh, while the cats are uh, while the cat's away the mice will Have you
3: mentioned golf
2: we'll talk a little basketball here we didn't ever mention we were obviously focused completely on Peter Seidler yesterday don't think we even brought up the Aztecs uh, basketball win over Long Beach State I think we did for about 30 seconds on Tuesday night but it was a a, sol- a solid win a great offensive performance uh went through some of the numbers yesterday Dutch talked about it as well. 20 assists on 28 baskets, which is really good. I mean, the ball movement that was missing the first couple of games uh was much better against Long Beach State. And the rebounding, which was missing the first couple of days, especially giving up offensive rebounds, they only gave up 3 offensive rebounds to Long Beach State and they won the rebounding battle as well. But ultimately, scoring 88 points. You know this ball, this that's the most they have scored against a Division 1 opponent. Are tied for the most in the last three years since I think they scored 88 against Air Force. So let's talk in San Diego State basketball. You know, nice. that's what happens when you walk away. <laughs> the cat is away. The did mice you, uh, will talk Aztec's basketball. I did. Up or down? <clears throat> <laughs> out. Just out. I figured out was going to happen for sure. It's a, a little, little better? bit better. What did they do to me? <laughs> I mean, we ate the same things, right? What did we have different? I had an omelet. You had an omelet. Yeah. You have bacon? No. There was like a crumbled bacon. bacon on the top. Of I it. didn't have that. I didn't ask for that. I didn't have any bacon in my omelet. I had the actual <sighs> bacon. So potentially the, the bacon bits were the culprit. I had to pull trigger. All right, why don't, we, um, why don't we let Polly take over for a couple of okay. minutes here with some uh, Rindle Report headlines. And get things started here with our Ugh. edition, today's edition <laughs> oh, of boy. the Rindle Report.
1: Now tune into the motherfucking greatest. Welcome to the Rindle Report
5: Alright. Do I look you, green? You
2: got me spun out a little bit. Now I'm wondering now I'm like I'm thinking about it too much. Do I
3: look green? You don't look great. You That's, don't look great. Do I not look
2: like Will this be the great food poisoning incident of twenty twenty three here at the manager's breakfast? So all of a sudden I'm starting to and I don't know if it's just psychosomatic, but I'm starting to just like Overthink things here, it's not but if I were go running, are off,
5: saying go poop? I'm not. I don't have to poop. If I I'm if I go
2: running off, we may need to call a health emergency. Here at ninety the imagine? fan. <laughs> Adam, has anyone else <sighs> reported any ill effects? Okay, no, everyone else no, seems I to had, be fine. I
5: had no booze. I just had an omelet and some yogurt.
2: Maybe the yogurt. Ooh, The it refrigerated. It's just sitting out there.
5: Yeah, it was just sitting. Now yeah. hot. Yogurt baking in the sun or the heat. There's no sun here today. Hot. <laughs> Polly, what do you got for us? I did throw up, cheater.
3: All right, Should gentlemen. Go throw
5: up. I did. I, I pulled trigger. Oh.
3: We've, uh, we've had stories in the past come from ridiculous threads on Reddit. None more ridiculous than this. Reddit is... This is, is insane. One hell, you can go down some real rabbit holes there. Stay away. Um, we've talked about like scrolling through. Uh, Barstool Sports actually did a pretty good job of cultivating a lot of these conspiracy theories. You guys remember the one? It was like a dissertation on James Harden's performances in every city in correlation to their ranking of strip clubs. That came from Reddit. They've been terrible,
5: by the way, since he got there, right? Um, They they lost lost every single game. game. Here was a thread since uh, um, he arrived in the Clippers.
3: On baseball Reddit, one new rule to fix the three true outcomes, poor viewership and weak free agency. Uh, You shoot the batters if they strike out. That had a long ass viral thread. Well, this week's viral thread on NBA Reddit just says, "Should the Brooklyn Nets kill 5 of their players to trigger a disaster draft to improve their roster?" What? Should they kill kill, kill 5 of their players? Yes. The post says here, the NBA disaster draft is a contingency plan to be used when 5 or more players on a team have died or have been oh dismembered. God. I believe this is something that
2: actually exists. Yes. There is a con- I believe there is every a league. disaster draft.
3: I mean, I think it's like if like a team plane goes down oh, or God, something I don't like that. to talk about it. I'm just that's what the rule is there for. This guy says, in the draft, the team whose players died will be able to draft the amount of players from other teams equivalent equivalent to how many they had lost, like a a fantasy draft. And the other teams in the league are allowed to protect five players from being drafted. But many teams have good sixth men on the team that would be available. With the Nets having bad contracts on underperforming, such as Ben Simmons... (laughs) But they could just kill two-way players and benchwarmers to fill out those five kills to get to the disaster draft. Um, and then maybe you could like pick team, up a Rui
2: Hachimura from the Lakers or something that says, way. This
3: according to Bill Simmons, if this were to ever happen where a team had to use the disaster draft, they also get the first pick in the next oh year's my God. draft. Now, this next draft class is weak, so I could understand their hesitancy in being a repeat offender, that is, killing five players on your team on two separate occasions could raise some eyebrows. <laughs> but this could still greatly improve them, no doubt. Killing your players with bad contracts and then killing your bench warmers for sixth men would greatly improve them and other teams. What do you guys think, and should other teams do this, and who should they kill? Do you guys think the Brooklyn Nets should do this? No, I do not.
2: Okay. Good. Well, I think that would get you in a heap of trouble
3: First of all, why
2: are we jumping right, in, right to killing them When dismembering is perfectly good option sitting there
5: We're going to build a uh, <laughs> shed this weekend I want you all on the the saw Not the you. electric I saw want you, you,
3: and you, you, and you, you And you I'm
2: thinking of some sort of, you know, like the movie Saw contraption where they miss a free throw And your arm gets lopped off yep. or
5: something That's a terrible Reddit thread It's unbelievable <laughs>
2: Sports right. fans are are crazy. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. That's never really been in question. Sports fans, for the most part, are lunatics. But athletes, this takes the cake.
3: Athletes can be lunatics, especially when it comes to superstitions. And uh, this week, Patrick Mahomes was on the Manning Cast on Monday night uh, with Peyton and Eli, and it was actually I saw I did see a clip from that going around where he called. A scoring drive. Like, they were on the 30-yard line, probably, call it. Uh, Denver was. And they're like, you think they're going to run or they're going to pass? Peyton and Eli. And then <laughs> Mahomes goes, I'm thinking run, run, pass for a touchdown. Guaranteed. Next three plays. Run, run,
5: pass for a touchdown. Did you guys talk about that game, by the way? That Bills-Broncos game? I don't think so.
3: That was terrible. Um, Maybe for like a minute.
2: Yeah, maybe for a second or something.
3: Anyways, Patrick Mahomes went on uh, that same broadcast, and said that he wears the same pair of underwear for every single game and has since his rookie year. He said he I does that, wash yeah. them. Occasionally.
2: Sometimes. Not like every day.
5: Doesn't, doesn't wash them every day?
2: He doesn't no. wash them every game. I mean, he wears the same underwear every game and always has. I only Sometimes
3: wear them for game day, them. though. Noting so that they're not too worn nasty, because he only wears them on game days. I clean them, I wash them every once in a while at least. Feels like he says. I mean, if we're on a hot streak, I can't wash them. You know, I've just got to keep it rolling. I mean,
2: I'm I'm okay with re-wearing clothes that haven't been washed, but if you exercise in underwear, that is that is an absolute hundred percent has to be
3: washed one drop. For me. If you wear underwear twice without washing it, you're, you're you need to go away.
5: You could dislodge <laughs> your skin tag that's in your crotch. If you exercise in the same shorts, maybe that was your problem.
2: I don't, though. I always wash underwear that has been exercised in. I will admit that if I put on like boxer briefs late in the day, like four o'clock, I will wear them again the next day. Hmm. That is you sleep in them. No, no. I'll sleep in my pajamas. You wear pajamas? And then I'll take them off. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, like pajama shorts. What are pajama shorts? Just like soft, cozy, like, you have like short, like sweats, but they're short. Are they gym shorts? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, gym. But shorts. they're pajama shorts. You said for, for me, they're pajama. What shorts. are the uh, what's on them? Nothing. They're no. like basketball shorts. Okay. Yeah, for the most part.
5: And you'll wear the same underwear.
2: Well, if I don't sleep in it, sometimes I'll take it off and then you I'll sleep commando. Sometimes. That's why well, no. you dislodged it then. Maybe. Probably. <clears throat>
5: okay. I'm interested to know that you wear pajamas after five years.
2: I mean, you call does, doesn't
5: everybody call what they wear to bed their PJs? No, I, I sleep in my underwear.
2: Not your PJs. I
5: don't wear PJs. Well, I it's mean. It's a thousand you, degrees at night, I feel like.
2: I mean, I don't wear like big, heavy flannel PJs. <laughs>
5: Why do I picture you in a the stocking the cap. cap with the ball on it, with Ma in her <laughs> Ma kerchief <laughs> and Pa in his cap?
2: I just, just settled, settled
5: down to a long winter snap. I'm going to vomit again. Oh. <laughs> Sucks. Sorry.
3: Finally, uh, a little sportsy here, but headline reads This is from Liverpool. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce this name, but we're talking about a race, uh, a foot race, if you would. Josiah Zakruski. She was uh, right. she was banned for twelve months from competitive racing because well she used a car in <laughs> the middle. <laughs> <Nodded. laughs> I thought this was going to be one of those like like cut corners
2: on the course like no, you know
3: we're talking uh, she like got a she finished third and she, took she didn't the, win she didn't even win <laughs> she got in a car but she did not she got a trophy and then uh, after the fact. Tracking information showed that she travelled for two and a half to three miles by car before getting out and then continuing the race. It's
5: a, a good bit if you can get away with it.
3: She actually admitted to it, but refused to give back the awards. I that mean she is it in won. the
2: is it actually written in the rules that you can't drive in a car? I don't know, I'm gonna throw up though. Look All again. Right. Bye Woods.
5: I guess we
3: just need to cut call it short here and go to break. So Woods, Woodsy can go uh all right. Vomit again. They gave a spot. I'm just kidding. He's gone.
2: Poor Woods. What did they do? I don't know. I'm I'm okay. I think I'm okay. Ooh, ooh. You're okay. Adam's okay.
3: Out of the managers that are manning the... It's Woods. All of them.
2: and All of them are suspects. It's Woods. Yeah. You don't know how many enemies he's created. How many secret enemies he has out there.
3: Okay. All
2: right, we'll be back with a football threesome or maybe just a twosome (laughs) after traffic here on 97. Oh, wait, hold on. It's time for the biggest fan. Yeah, we get distracted by Woods' intestinal distress, but I do have to read the name of today's biggest fan. If you hear
3: your name called... He's laying down on the couch like he's in therapy. You
2: will have 10 minutes to call us back at 833-288-0973. And if you do so, you will qualify for our grand prize drawing Night in the Odyssey Suite at a Padres game next season. 20 tickets for your friends and family and all the uh, fan hosts will be there as well. You don't We don't have to use tickets. You get the 20 tickets for yourself. We just are there for fun. Uh, Go to 97.3thefansd.com slash fan to register. Get your name in. Today's biggest fan in the Ben and Woods program, Amy Scarborough. Amy Scarborough. You've got 10 minutes to call us back. 833-288-0973. Paulie will keep an eye on the phones. And uh, you'll have another chance at 1130 this morning and 5 o'clock this afternoon on Coach and Gwen and Chris's shows uh, to hear your name called in our biggest fan contest, and we'll be back with that football threesome after traffic on 97.3 The fan. <laughs>
0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
3: <laughs> well, Things are a little different in here
2: now. And what's this? Okay, well, manager's breakfast... I don't want to say that it was a disaster because I love my omelet, and I do you feel get food fine. poisoning that quickly. Yeah, I think so. I mean, in like
3: thirty minutes.
2: Your body—I mean, for some people, I think if your body knows this should not be in here, it gets <laughs> rid of it really fast. Now that I don't do that, I I will probably let the, let it pass all the way through at some point and maybe pay later. But I don't. I'm not a vomiter. I don't throw up. Just don't. Yeah, I basically have chosen not to. I know some people say you can't choose not to throw up. I do.
3: Even if I'm queasy, I just. It's probably been four years. Yeah. Some people will
2: just do it to make themselves feel better and they can just do it and then it's done. And I I may envy that ability a little bit. I don't have it. I can't vomit like on command, make myself like stick my finger down my throat and make myself. I can't do it. I've never. I just I can't. But Woods wasn't feeling good, had two trips to the restroom, and we have sent him home for the rest of the program. I think
3: Adam told him to get out of here. Yeah, no, that was, the correct, go away.
2: that was the uh, correct response to Woods' condition. So just like we started the week, it is back to Ben and Paul. <laughs> uh, fortunately, we only have uh, 37 minutes to go, and this segment will be filled by today's Football Threesome.
1: Can Ben and Woods interest you in a threesome?
2: A threesome would be fun.
1: Oh, not that kind of threesome. Dang it. We're talking end-arounds, the best tight ends in the world.
2: He must work out.
1: And going all the way in this game of inches. Nice. It's the NFL threesome with Ben and Woods, brought to you by Hamul Casino. Fun above all else on ninety-seven three. The fan. Personal file sixty-nine offense. He given giving them the business.
2: Love that open. It is always fantastic. Uh, we'll start the football threesome on this Thursday with some quarterbacking news out of the AFC North, uh, where Deshaun Watson was actually coming off maybe his best performance, at least in the second half and leading the Cleveland Browns to that come from behind victory over the Baltimore Ravens last week. Uh, He was outstanding in the second half, but as it turned out, he was playing through what they didn't realize was a fracture in his throwing shoulder. They did an MRI on Monday, revealed Watson had a displaced fracture to the glenoid In his right shoulder, and it's going to require season-ending surgery, meaning the guy with the football's biggest contract, uh, the most ridiculously overpaid player in the game, is once again out for the season. Uh, He talked yesterday with reporters, was emotional, said it's very tough. He's heard about it. Still in d- disbelief, trying to process all the information. I felt like we were turning a corner to really make a run. Still believe we will with the guys in this locker room. I just wanted to physically be a part of it. It's tough to try to wrap everything around my head right now. Of course, you know Watson had both the injuries and off the field issues uh, with the Houston Texans before he was traded, and what still remains. I I don't. When you take someone else's problem on, you don't generally have to give up tons of draft picks and pay so much money. That's what, that's the essence of why everyone was going, what are you doing Cleveland Browns? I I know you need a quarterback, but couldn't you have just waited it out a little bit? And you know, you might have gotten Deshaun Watson for pennies on the dollar. They didn't pay pennies on the dollar for Deshaun Watson. They paid premium for Deshaun Watson, and they've barely gotten any Deshaun Watson, uh, at least effective Deshaun Watson, now in in almost two years. So the Cleveland Browns, who are having a a good season, they get got a good defense, they're 6-3, and are going to their backup quarterback. But I I thought that was going to be P.J. Walker. He's been the guy who's been the backup so far when Watson's been out earlier this year. But instead, uh, they have named rookie Dorian Thompson Robinson out of UCLA as the starter for their game against the Steelers uh, this Sunday, according to Coach Kevin Stefanski. So, first time I've ever heard that name, Dorian Thompson Robinson. Yeah, He's a good quarterback at UCLA the last couple of seasons. Take your word for it. I mean, UCLA wasn't a great team, but he was <laughs> he was pretty good quarterback. Didn't know that he was. I, I honestly, I didn't remember if he was on the Browns. I assumed PJ Walker was going to start, but uh, going to be DTR. Taking uh, the snaps under center for the Browns, who are absolutely still in playoff contention. And I don't I honestly don't know if losing to Sean Watson's that big of a deal. They won some games with PJ Walker, maybe they'll win some games with Dorian Thompson Robinson as well, but we'll see what happens going forward.
3: All right, uh what am I doing? Thursday night football? Thursday night football. Okay, Thursday night football, you know, a pretty good game yes. tonight. Uh not a lot of great Thursday night games typically in the National Football League. But tonight the seven and three Baltimore Ravens are gonna host the five and four Cincinnati Bengals. Uh it's a three and a half point spread, Baltimore favorite in this one tonight. And uh, yeah, that's that's one that'll get me to tune in at least for a little bit.
2: Well, this is an absolutely critical game for the Bengals yes. on the road. This uh, the AFC North. We just talked about it. Tough division. You got the Ravens at seven and three, the Steelers and Browns who are playing each other this Sunday, six and three, and the Bengals at five and four. So think about this: the Bengals, if they lose, and they bounce back nicely after their slow start, but if they lose, they'll be five and five. The Ravens will be 8 and 3 and the winner of the Steelers Browns game will be 7 and 3. So, they're going to be, you know, two and two and a half games out of the first two spots in their division. Doesn't mean they couldn't come back and still, you know, win a wild card at some point, but it, that would be a big mountain to climb after 11 weeks of the season to to chase down two teams right. that are more than two games ahead of you in the same division. So, if the Cincinnati Bengals have any thoughts on a home game in the playoffs or or even a bye. It feels like a must-win game. are going to need this one. And you also feel like the Ravens, they're not going to lose they're not going to want to lose twice in a row to division opponents at home like they did last week to the Browns. So this is a pretty essential game. Thursday night is always a good advantage for home teams. Uh the Ravens have the best point differential in uh, uh all of the National Football League this season at plus 113. And they're only what three and a half point favorites? Yeah, three and a half. I like the Ravens in this one. I do too. Tonight. I do. Um, I take the Ravens at the points. Don't know uh, for our third for our third uh football threesome story. I don't know if you have them available still in your Survivor picks. Baltimore? Yeah, and I don't know if you'd risk it on a Thursday night game against an opponent, a I've quarterback used, as good as the Bengals.
3: I've already used the Baltimore.
2: I have as well. I
3: have the Bengals. Now it's still it's still down to
2: just you, me, and Adam in our little survivor pool. Right. In the uh, the bigger one, the hundred person uh, afternoon show pool, which all the hosts have been long gone, except for me. There's only six left. We lost three of the nine this last weekend, okay. so we're down to the final six. I have used a lot of the good teams now, though, as you would expect. Now you know, starting in week one, and that. So I've made ten picks. I've made ten correct picks. Throughout the season so far, and I
3: don't think you're alone because when I'm looking at Yahoo Sports and the pick distribution across all of their survivor pools on the sites, uh, Washington is the clear number one most picked team in survivor pool this week. Only because they're pick playing the, the spread, But the four and six commanders taking on the two and eight giants now that's probably a smart choice but i i would be hesitant to uh, risk anything on washington getting the job done
2: so you know who i still have available and and Maybe i have if it's made the, same the selection team I have. I have Dan Campbell's Detroit Lions still there. Are yeah. we picking the same again? So there's no way that either one of us can win this week again. That's so, the yeah. Seven and
3: two Lions taking on the Chicago Bears. Yeah,
2: they're at home. They're coming off, obviously. Nice, nice win over the Chargers last week. Had that one bad week, but otherwise it feels like Detroit's a legit good team. And yeah. it definitely feels like Chicago is a legit bad team. I, I feel pretty confident in a home divisional matchup. The divisional matchups can be a little trickier. I think they're more. You get more upsets in the divisional games because you see them twice. You're more familiar. You do see more upsets that way, but I've already used you the 49ers who are at home. Uh, Buffalo, hard to trust them. They're at home to the Jets if you haven't used them. Jacksonville, some people were picking home to Tennessee. Jacksonville has been wildly inconsistent, though, this season. They just got slaughtered by the Niners last week. As Paulie said, you go with Washington, but that's a sub-500 team to go in a survivor pick pool. Um, this is another tricky week, definitely. And then Monday Night Football is is Eagles Chiefs. I got to imagine anyone who's still alive in a survivor pool has already used the Eagles or the Chiefs at some point, and you wouldn't want to use them now. I but have one I, of
3: those teams available, no, but t- I'm not using it. It's this tough week. to do it in this week yeah. against
2: a, a, such a good opponent. So that game's pretty much. Out of the equation I've got as the well.
3: Eagles still remaining, but I'm holding on to that one. Yeah, for I mean, a, more this would a,
2: de- this would be a horrible spot to use them on the road against you know Kansas City and the Super yeah. Bowl rematch. You just can't do Monday that. Football. No, good. It's good to have them in pocket, though. I imagine they probably got a a lesser opponent coming up pretty
3: soon. Now the Ben and Woods League, like you said, it's only down to three. It's yeah. down to you, me, and Adam. And often we are all picking, at least two of the three of us are picking the same teams. We still have eight more selections, eight more weeks of picks. I don't think until we're like in the final five weeks, do you have to start thinking kind of outside of the box and maybe trying to...
2: I don't think I picked a road team all season long. Certainly, I mean, last week was the one, my closest pick. I think Pittsburgh was like a three and a half point favorite at home and they did hold on against Green Bay, but... Uh, They're starting to get a little tougher at this point in the season for survivor picks. All right, that's our football threesome. Uh, we got one final segment left. I don't know what Woods had planned, but since he is now gone, uh, we can open up the phone lines. Maybe some Tier 1 topic wheel? Can we do that without Woods? I think we need to. All right, if you want to join us for some Tier 1 topic wheel, we haven't done it all week long. Let's, uh, let's finish this show on a light note. 833-288-0973. Call in. We'll spin the wheel. Random topics with Tier 1s coming up next here on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Uh, We had to send Woods home with uh, some gastric distress after our manager's breakfast. I just talked to him. I said, I'm going to need you all to come in here for the interrogation. They all deny that they intentionally poisoned Woods this Hmm. morning.
3: Likely story.
2: It is curious that no one else has suffered any ill effects from the manager's breakfast. No, we all ate. We all ate served by them. Everyone here has been eating. Everyone here feels fine twice had to run to the bathroom and we have sent him home hmm. so we're going to just finish uh casually today with some tier one topic wheel uh we got jamie first up if you want to join us 833 288 let's do jamie then we'll do traffic and we'll get some more callers on the line but call on now 833 288 good morning jamie
3: Good morning gentlemen how are you
4: doing
2: we're how good, good. How we're good, good? yeah I'm better than woods apparently this morning <laughs> yeah. uh let's spin the wheel and see what topic we've got to uh to finish up here today
4: all righty
3: all right jamie we'll start with you what is your favorite holiday tradition
2: Hmm, that's appropriate for this time of year. It
3: is, but maybe you have an Easter tradition or that's a 4th of July yeah, tradition. Any, any holiday,
2: it doesn't have to be the holidays.
6: Well, I grew up in Canada, and my favorite holiday tradition was always Junior Hockey World Championships <laughs> starting on Boxing Day in Canada, which is the day after Christmas.
2: So what can you explain the difference in it, a, a Boxing Day versus Christmas? I obviously grew up here, we have Christmas... Christmas Eve, Christmas morning, but I know in some countries, Boxing Day, is that when you actually give the gifts or is that when you return the gifts? Or I've never been totally clear on Boxing Day.
4: Boxing Day is Christmas a little more formal. You don't want to go out and party and you know go crazy. You have fun with the family. Boxing Day is more of a traditional, you have a few beer or whiskey, whatever keeps you warm, and you watch, for us in Canada, junior hockey is a big deal, and there's also some NHL hockey on it.
2: All right, so it's uh drunk sports Christmas in Canada is <laughs> Boxing Day essentially. Well, here in this there's country,
4: and a few pops, yeah. yeah,
2: this in this country, I don't think anyone <laughs> has any problem drinking on Christmas no. and we've got plenty of sports all day on Christmas as well in the United States. We get NBA all day long. Now we've got usually NFL football on Christmas Day as well. Yeah. Um there's never any shortage of sports. So we don't need a Boxing Day. On the 26th, we take care of all of it in the American fashion on the 25th. It's one of the sportiest of holidays now.
3: What's your favorite uh, holiday tradition, Benjamin? Hmm. I would
2: say my favorite holiday tradition.
3: You need me to go while you think?
2: Yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm trying to think what my favorite one is.
3: Uh, let's see. So I'm just going to roll with Christmas since it's uh, coming up here in the next month plus, month and a half. Uh, my favorite tradition that me and my wife have is a gift that I get for her every single year. It's a fun gift that I put together. I give her a calendar for the next upcoming year. And the entire calendar is custom made with every month... So like January 2024, the big picture on the calendar is all photos of us or us doing stuff from January of the previous year oh. and then February and then March. So it's kind of a look back at the last year. And so like right now we have November up on the calendar and we're like, oh, yeah, that's right. We went to that and we did that. And um, she looks forward to it every year, flipping through all of the, It's kind of a, a trip back memory lane over the last year. You
2: are really a sweetheart, Polly. Absolutely. I try. You're going to be Married for a very long time. Um, that's such a nice, sweet thing to do every Christmas. Now it's fun. It ruins the surprise. I decide. I think my favorite tradition, and it it kind of wanes a little bit as the kids get older. But when you have kids and you do something to make their Christmas morning like light up, like when they come down and see whatever it is around the tree, <laughs> or you know whatever stunning thing that they've got. I mean, that really is the the essence of Christmas. If you're a parent. And that was always one of my favorite things. As they get a little older, it's it changes a little bit, obviously, and uh, it's more about the quiet moments and just kind of enjoying time. I like tree time. We always, when I was a kid, once the Christmas tree is up, you just you know put on the Christmas music, turn the lights down, enjoy just sitting around the twinkling tree, maybe have some hot chocolate or something. Not necessarily even on Christmas, but just those quiet moments of December. Always really enjoyed that a ton growing up. All right. That's just that easy. If you want to be, uh, part of our tier one topic wheel, you can call us 833 three two eight 973 We're going to spin it again coming up. First, though, let's get one more check of traffic here with Kelly on 973 The Fan. Spinning the topic wheel here in our final segment of Ben and Woods. You can call in, uh, or if not, we'll just spin it ourselves here. Let's, uh, take the next caller here. Uh, who's this? You're on the air with Ben and Woods
4: hey it's sean styles calling sean
2: styles uh can i blame you for the yeah. rain this week sean i'm supposed to play golf this weekend
4: i'm sorry but uh you can't blame me but you can uh give me the honor of saying i was correct in my forecast
2: fair enough all right well i mean i so was megan uh, you know i mean I, I got to defend our own meteorologist as well but sean you want to play tier one topic wheel with us <laughs>
4: Uh well I I wasn't intending to I was just going to tell you what Boxing Day really meant. Okay, all right, I like that that too. All right, we
2: can do both. First, give us the Boxing Day, and then we'll spin the wheel with a question for you, Sean Stiles, uh, local (laughs) meteorologist with us
4: from CBSA. Yes, I know.
2: You know
3: I don't say it. The competition. I'll say it. You're friendly enough to call into our show. Yes, all right. Thank you, you, Sean. I appreciate it. Well, when
4: it comes to sports, I know where to call the the most informative show in town, you know, so that's why I'm calling. Thank you, Sean. Hey, I just so the the original meaning of Boxing Day, it originated in the UK or Great Britain. Uh it was when the poorer people, the people with that were less fortunate were given gifts from the rich people. And of course, it has manifested into a party and now it's totally different, but the original meaning or the original cause was to give the less fortunate presents on the day after Christmas. So
2: you, the rich people would all open their gifts, and then they'd say, "Oh, I got three of these. Let's give it to the you know the serfs as their Boxing yeah. <laughs> Day present the next day." Oh, that's sweet. That, that's that's a nice yeah. tradition. Absolutely. Well, I think I like yeah. the watching hockey and drinking aspect of it a little bit more when I when it comes to think about it. All right, now that you here Sean, you got to play topic wheel. So let's uh let's spin it here.
4: Oh my goodness.
3: <laughs> I think you'll be fine. Yeah, you should be you, fine. You never know. I it's... mean,
2: uh, there are some there are some dicey questions sometimes. We'll see.
3: Oh, this is, you got it. this oh, will be easy. easy easy, Sean. All right, Sean, we'll start with you. Topic wheel asks, "What was your first car?"
2: Galaxy 500. What Galaxy year? 500. What even is that?
4: it's a ford it was
2: a oh, ford galaxy okay.
6: Ford
4: Galaxy 500 it was the family car and my dad got a new car and he held on to that car and so i got a 61 galaxy 500 with a 390 v8 in it
3: nice
2: that is very cool sean thank you for calling in i appreciate hey, sean, it that was really that was really cool of you to help explain boxing day and get the forecast right out there for our rainy weekend that's sean styles from uh yeah, the competition, CBSA. Thanks for, for letting <laughs> us know. So my first, like, my own car, I got a a Ford Explorer, like the two-door, the really smaller oh, yeah. SUV. But that was really cool. I had that for a long time. But technically, for like a couple of months before I was able to get my own car, dad was getting rid of his old car. It was an old, like, Beamer. So I actually got to drive a Beamer for a couple of months. Of course you did. Of course did. I did to start my driving experience. <laughs> yep. So I got to drive the used Beamer for a couple of months, and that was uh, that was pretty cool. Oh, my
3: God. My first car, uh, I bought it a couple of months before I turned 16. Got caught joyriding. Uh, it was a 1993 Ford Probe, a little red sports car that they discontinued uh, shortly after 1993. Let's see. This is a horrific name yeah, for that. Yeah, it was car. not good. It was the not probe. good. Probe. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? Does you anyone want to be... go for a ride in my Probe? Does anyone want to be probed in their Ford? To definitely... the stupid, like, flip up uh, headlights that just came up from the hood. And uh, yeah, that was my first car. Bought it myself uh, from a friend of my mom's. They were
2: selling a car. It always means more when it you know you earned it yourself and you yeah. had to buy it yourself
3: and i drove that thing into the freaking <sighs> ground all
2: right 833-288-0973. i think we have time for uh, one or two more uh, is this john
6: hey how you doing uh-huh. hey how about a 1973
4: white with orange trim orange shag carpet ford pinto with the sunroof
6: oh but not the,
2: the 70s pinto
6: Oh, it was a sweet ride, man. You got me, you know what? I don't know why they loved that shag carpet
3: back in the day.
2: I mean, it's kind of, when you think about it, it's kind of gross to have shag carpet (laughs) in a car. But, all right, John, but you get a whole new question here on the top. What kind of things
3: are you doing in your
4: front
1: seat,
2: I mean, how do you clean that thing anyway? All right, John, you get your own wheel spin, though. Here we go. Let's go.
6: Here we go, John. Okay, I'm not sure what's happening here, but I hear a spin. You're getting a
3: new question. All right, John, what is your favorite way to exercise?
2: My favorite way to exercise? Yeah, I mean, lift weights,
3: run. What do you like to do? Uh,
6: I guess just lifting weights. I can't think of anything right now. Off Sixteen the top ounces of my head. at a
2: time, right? <laughs>
6: Thirty-two, baby. 32, Thirty-two ounces
2: at a time. Really? There you go. Those are the best kinds of weightlifting. One, one after the other. Yeah. Uh, you know me, Polly. I'm I'm a Peloton man through and through. And Leanne is my instructor, and <laughs> yeah, I've taken like ninety-five percent of my classes. I'm almost at six hundred rides uh, now. Over the last since the pandemic started, I'm at one hundred and ninety weeks straight. Keep that going. I'm a Peloton guy. That's how I. That's how I work out.
3: Good. I'm a uh, basketball. Get some cardio, run in a few I've games. i have seen
2: your team. You do run a lot. You we get do? full court. You don't play you don't you don't mess oh, around with this oh, half court no, no, no. stuff. You do the full court basketball yeah, for ones. the real workout.
3: Got a big game tonight. We'll By the way,
2: there. I just Googled worst car names, and the first it's one that came up was the Ford Pro. Yeah. But I don't know, this feels like this so, could be a real or fake segment at some point. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever heard of the uh the Volkswagen thing? No. Or the Dodge Dart Swinger? I have heard of that. <laughs> Uh, The Ford Escort was another troublesome Ford brand. Yeah. Uh, let's see. There's the Subaru Brat. The this is a, a Daihatsu Naked. They had a Daihatsu. Di- <laughs> <laughs> the Honda Life Dunk. I haven't even heard of some of these, but I mean, I'm going to save some of these for a future edition of Real or Fake because uh, some of these are are too good.
3: Yeah, I think they uh, the. In the early 90s, if I'm not mistaken, Ford had, for their like smaller sports car-style models, they had the Ford Probe and something called the Ford Mustang. And they ended up discontinuing the Probe to put all of their attention into the Mustang line, and I think uh, that was probably the right choice.
2: Yeah, I would say so. All let right, right, let's, uh, let's go to Brandon. Let's get one more spin of the topic wheel in here before we say goodbye. Good morning, Brandon.
6: Morning. You mind if I just
3: run through all those? You get your own question. That's the way it works.
2: You you want to run through all the questions we've done already? I mean, holiday traditions, car, uh, exercise.
6: Boom, that's just rapid fire. So, yeah. uh, Tradition, we like to do Eggs Benedict on uh, the morning of Thanksgiving and Christmas.
2: Wait, wait, you eat Eggs Benedict Uh, before your Thanksgiving meal?
6: Oh, yeah, man. Well, uh, more so on Christmas. Like the, like the larger helping, but I'll, I'll still whip up something for, we can run around the family, you know, I, I like to cook every once in a while that's where I shine, and then I get to take the rest of the day off, you know, because I cook breakfast there you go, you already helped, and I'm like yep, so front load that thing you know <laughs> uh, <it's> he's <laughs> making himself today. laugh don't know much about it, but it sounds good I don't mind watching a little hockey and having a little beer Um, f- first car was a 95 Civic Hatchback that I put subwoofers and speakers into back in the day when people used to do that stuff. <laughs> the detachable face disc, you know, all that stuff.
2: Terror um, the neighborhood, I'm sure. Brandon. Yeah. And then I like to ride with my dogs. Alright, for, um, for exercise. Alright, quick spin so, for one last question here. Hang hang on, Brandon. We gotta spin one last time. <laughs>
3: Right there. Hmm. Interesting. What smell, image, or sound triggers nostalgia for you? S-
6: nostalgic smells, huh?
3: Smell, image, uh, sounds.
6: So, so, I mean, obviously holiday music does it. Um, but I would think more so like walking into the house and smelling the smells of you know baked goods, just anything over the holidays and stuff. I think is the most triggering because you do that a little bit more systematically and you try to keep those traditions alive as opposed to it just being like any any, any other day. Yeah, I, I mean something like that for the
2: holidays for sure, Brandon. Uh, I don't know I think food is very nostalgic, triggering, but. For me, like nostalgia is what you ate when you grew up. The smell of Spaghettios to me takes me instantly back to childhood. I ate lots of Spaghettios growing up, and when I smell them, you feel like you're back as a kid again. I'm not saying they're not How disgusting. How you smell SpaghettiOs? Spaghettios? Every once in a while, it so, happens still because I like that nostalgia, and I still, I still like Spaghettios every every once in a blue moon. Hmm. But it, I think probably because of the nostalgia,
3: mine would be uh, probably and I. It, Happened uh, yesterday, but it's kind of a smell, image, and sound. And it's the rain. I don't like the rain oh, very much, Seattle boy. But I did grow up very much in the rain, and so when it happens once every several months down here, it does kind of bring me back a little bit. And I like the smell of rain, like when you go outside after it just rained, you do get that smell.
2: I think it was Megan who said yesterday that that smell that we associate is a bacteria in the soil. And that. when it gets wet, that's the smell we actually associate with rain. Because, you know, water doesn't really smell like right. anything. Right. So that is not actually the rain that you're smelling. It's a soil bacteria that just kind of blossoms in the rain that we smell. All right. Well, I hope Woods feels better uh, tomorrow. We will be back with the Friday edition of Ben & Woods at 6 a.m. Coach Braden coming up next for Paul Rindel. I'm Ben Higgins. Thanks for joining us on this Thursday on ninety-seven three The Fan. So
7: long.